0: I'm still plenty loud. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. It's a good night. Yes. God's going to show us good things. Yes. You know, uh, a few years ago, or probably several years ago, you know, it's hard It's hard to think that uh, the church has been here as many years as it has. Um, gosh, it seems like just the other day that I was meeting the moors for the first time in the lobby of the other building and uh, but it wasn't too many years after that that uh, they asked me to begin uh... doing wednesday night prayer and you know it was such an honor to uh... do wednesday night prayer for all those years um... but the neatest thing i found about wednesday doing wednesday night prayer is that you studied prayer you know you know what i studied through the week prayer and I studied a lot about prayer, and I, and I read uh, books by Brother Hagen about prayer. Listen to things that you know Brother Moore talks about prayer all the time. Sometimes we don't catch it, but see, I would catch it because I'm looking for things on prayer. But he'll 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 throw out a nugget right there in the middle of a sermon about prayer. And, and if you'll catch it, then then your prayer will be more. Amen. And and those those are things that God. Uh, gave me the honor to be a part of, and still does, but tonight we 're going to we 're going to talk about prayer. but how many know what 's going to happen next week huh or a week after next? How about that? Next week, a lot of good things are going to happen too we 're going to get ready for the week after that amen but the week the week after that is the week of increase and and you know th- that there are two specific meetings, three meetings that happen in the church. That, but two of them specifically were directed by God for this church to have. The marriage meeting and week of increase. And now, greater faith conference in Florida. But those two are original to the church, marriage meeting and week of increase. Now, if we believe that the Lord is directing, then this the week after next is a very important week. And it's not just a week that we say... Oh, yeah, we're having a special meeting. People are going to come. Brother Moore's is going to preach. Oh, oh, wow, won't it be great? Oh, boy. Huh? No, it's got it. It's got to be more than that. We're the body in this church. Uh, even if you're visiting here, you're part of the body of Christ. So we can pray and make a difference in the week of increase. We can make a difference in what happens, What? what how many people... You, 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 depending on your faith, right? And, and if we pray, you know, there's been so many times where people say, you'll, you'll tell somebody, well, they'll say, what have you been doing? They say, well, I've been praying. And they go, oh, is something wrong. Because <laughs> the only time you pray is if something's wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, good land, if it's come to that, it's getting bad. Right? You're, you mean you took the middle of the day and just started praying? Or you went on a Friday night and t- they taught on prayer and then they prayed? Oh my. There must be some really big stuff happening. There is some big stuff happening and it's good stuff. That's right. It's good stuff. And our expectors and our faith and our hope should be high right now. And we should be in a good place to pray. So I'm going to talk some about prayer. We're gonna have we're gonna have Wednesday night on Friday night. I'm gonna talk some about prayer, and then we're gonna pray. Amen. We're gonna pray as a body of believers together for this meeting coming up. And and we're gonna believe together, and 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 we're gonna uh, we're gonna open the door. Prayer opens the door for God. Prayer for another person. Your prayer isn't what heals them. your prayer is what opens the door for the healer. That's right. That's right. Amen. Your prayer gives people opportunity to come to the unsaved and witness to them. Our prayer, many there's so many things that, that prayer is doing in the earth today. The, the nation has more good things happening in it today than will ever be known on the news. Right, No matter who's in office, 20 years ago, there were still more good things happening in the earth than were on the news, right? Because there's so many good things happening, you couldn't put it all in the news. There are so many good things happening in the earth today. There are people being saved, healed, set free, coming to the knowledge of Christ in nations all around the world today, and none of it's being reported, right? But it's happening. And you know why it's happening? people pray. God chooses to work through the prayers of His people. Amen? Amen. If you got saved, (laughs) let me rephrase that, if you be saved, somebody prayed for you. Somebody prayed for you. If nobody else in this earth prayed for you, Jesus prayed for you one day in John 17. That you would know the truth of His Word one day. Somebody prayed for you. You know, I was watching a show... This is totally off script, but it bears witness. Um, I was watching a show the other day, and it was, it was not a show that I normally watch, but I flipped channels, and I got interested in it. It was one of those um, crime shows. And I don't normally get interested in crime shows because I don't want it in my head. But I, but I got interested in this one, and it was about a, a girl whose boyfriend had went crazy and basically stabbed her, and, and I'm not trying to be gory, but left her to die. He'd left her to die. And I'm getting to a point, so you like this. She, did, <laughs> needless to say, she did not die, but she was telling the story, and she said that she was laying on the ground, and she felt like she was about to breathe her last breath. She knew she was breathing her last breath, and in that last breath, she prayed that God would 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 save her and take her to heaven. Now, somebody prayed for her during her life, for her to have the knowledge to do that in her last breath. Amen? And it also proves that we don't know what somebody did in their last breath. Right? You know, people say all the time, I don't know, they weren't a very good person, I don't know if they went to heaven. You don't know that they didn't. Right? It'd be a lot better to believe that they did. Right? I'd rather hope that they did. Amen? Amen? But but somebody prayed for that girl at some point in her life. It was a grandma, a great-grandma, a mom, a, a niece, a nephew. Who knows who did it? Does everybody you pray for know you prayed for them? Do you, do you call them right after that? say, hey, hey, I prayed for you, right? And do you know every person you pray for? Because if you do, it's a really narrow prayer, first of all, right? Because you don't know a lot of people well enough to pray for them, <laughs> Right? I mean, because somebody could call you and ask you to pray for them about a situation and give you their half. Now, And how are you going to pray for them? Mercy most of the time. Right? So prayer being as big a deal as it is, it being, it being uh, something that God, our part in, in, in opening the door for God in people's lives, in services, in ministries, in nations... He 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 enabled us to pray for nations. He said he said in First Timothy two that, that he wants us to pray, right? Supplications, intercessions, pray for all men, for kings, and all those in authority. Right? He, and he didn't narrow that down to your nation. He said for kings and all those that are in authority. He, he's, what he's literally saying is, through your prayers, I can work in nations that you don't even belong to, right? Because I can work through your nation, amen? The church has such a powerful thing in prayer, in, in that door-opening job. Remember what David said, he said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper, that's a bigger job now than you thought it was, didn't you? I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the wicked forever. That, that being a doorkeeper takes on a whole new meaning when you know you're opening the door for God. How, how, many, how many knew if Jesus was coming here tomorrow night and say, somebody said, Hey, we need some people to open the door for Him. Yeah. How, do I, would I have any volunteers right now? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and if you knew... If, and we do. If we know that our prayer has that kind of value, that holds that kind of, of of place in God's heart, then we would we would pray not only on a regular basis, but even more often than that. We and prayers mentioned over and over. again. Well, I guess we should open a scripture, shouldn't we? So go to Second Corinthians five twenty one, and I'll kind of give us a preference for, or whatever you call that, a precursor to what we're talking about. How many righteous people I got in here? This is why, right? Right? For he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be, not that we might get, that we might be. This is now who we are. You're not trying to get this. You're not trying to become this. This is who he made you to be. It says that we might be made. In other words, you know, a lot of people think that he took righteousness and he added it to who you are. No, he changed who you are so you could have righteousness. Amen? He made you righteous. He took you from unrighteousness and made you to be righteous. He, he literally changed our DNA. That's why they call it being born again. Right? Born again means your DNA changed. You are no longer a child of darkness. You're a child of light. Amen? Amen? And with being a child of light, your ability now changes right where you had the ability to fail now your ability is to succeed where you had the ability to do wrong and and mess up now you have the ability not to right you have people that don't know god literally don't have the ability to do things righteously because only he's righteous so if you don't have his righteousness you don't have true righteousness amen but in prayer it's a must righteousness is a must why because look at first peter 3 312 first peter 3 12 for the eyes of the lord are looking for you yeah. right they're looking at you god's watching us he's watching for what we're going to do next he's he's waiting to see his goodness work through us He's not watching you to see if you're going to mess up. He's watching you to see His goodness work through you. It's it's like a it's like a dad when he's watching his son play baseball. He's actually watching him through him, and he because he, he's seeing his son, right, do something that it makes him so pleased, because he's doing what he would do. He, he's becoming what he what he wanted him to become. Amen. And it's not pride. It's pleased. Amen? It's pleasing when we do this. And when God's watching us, it pleases Him when He sees us act right, when He sees us react to a situation properly, when He sees His love decide our answer instead of our head or our eyes or our feelings. And He sees us begin to do those things. and, And then, because His eyes are over the righteous, His ears are also open unto the prayers of the righteous. So... You can see why the devil would spend so much time with religious tradition and people saying, "I'm so unworthy. I'm just not worthy. I'm just an old sinner. Just, you know, I'm no good. But, but God took me anyway. No, you weren't any good, and He made you good. Right? <laughs> right? He He didn't He didn't take a spoiled apple and put it in His spoiled apple crate." Right? He made you a good apple. Right? And put you in the good apple crate. Right? And the old man passed away. Glory to God. And in doing that, he had a plan. God has a plan and a purpose. And when he he made us to be righteous, he made us to be something that could do something. Amen? In other words, he didn't say, I just want you to be righteous so you can tell people how righteous you are. You know? I'm so righteous, the righteous people call me righteous. I'm thinking about changing my name to righteous, I'm so righteous. No, that's not his desire. His desire is to make you righteous, not call you righteous, to make you righteous so that now you can have the ability to do things other people couldn't do. Why can you pray for the nations? Because you have in you the seed of God. You have in you the very character of the Father. And and he loves everyone. He loves every person ever born on this earth. How hard is it to pray for someone you love? Not hard at all. So what do you say? I'm going to give you the ability to love everyone. That way you can pray for everyone. There will never come a day where somebody says, can you pray for me? And you'll say, no, I can't do it. Because if you do, you're going to lie because you have the love of God in you. You could override your flesh just like that and pray in love for that person. Just that quickly and and that prayer out of the heart of love it it gives it, it gives God an a, a, an avenue to work in a situation, and that's what we have to believe it's not just me making you happy that I prayed for you. anybody ever done that I have so don't you, you guys don't have to raise your hand, but somebody will come up to you and say I'd really like you to pray for me. so will you think of the best, the most goodest prayer you can pray for him? Man, you use five, five scriptures and, and, your, and your religious voice. Oh, Father, thou, brother, needest thou. And it says that you would meet all his needs according to your riches in glory. And, and when you're done praying, you don't even know what you said. Why? Because it had no value. You weren't opening a door for God. You were appeasing somebody that now you've prayed for him. Okay, I prayed for you. Right? If nothing happens after that, what good did we do? Yeah, yeah, Actually, we harmed. Right. Why? Because a prayer that hurts, that is not answered, hurts faith. Brother Moore said that before I ever started teaching prayer. Unanswered prayer hurts faith. And so it's not, it's not a God problem right? That God doesn't say, no, I'm just not going to answer their prayer. I'm messing with them today. You know, he, no, he is what did we just read in first Peter three, 12. He is, his eyes are on us. His, he, he's waiting to hear from you. Amen. He's waiting to, to feed, to, to know the faith that you got through his word that you're praying from. Why? because, I have love for this person, and I can now pray out of that love. I, I have scripture to stand on that my God is faithful to answer these prayers. Amen. And I know that it's His will. Why? Because righteous people know His will. Right? Because the same way you got your right, your, the same way you are righteous in Him is your confidence in Him. That if you ask anything according to His will, Why? That's where your confidence is, in Him, the same place your righteousness is. Amen? And as we have that confidence confidence in our righteousness, then we begin to pray with meaning. Amen? We're not just looking at the door, we're reaching for the handles now. Amen. And as we pray, we're grabbing hold of them with our, our, our hands of faith. And we're opening them up. Why? Because we know the Lord is coming in. He's getting ready to help you with your health. He's getting ready to take care of your finances. He's getting ready to help in your family. It, what are we praying for? If it's God's will and it's good? Well, Joe, do you say God's good? So if you're praying something and asking it for God, you better expect a good answer. Right? I have a lot of people that say, well, I prayed and then something bad happened, so I guess that's what God wanted to happen like. <laughs> If you prayed and something bad happened, then you had the option of either one. Right? In your heart, you believed that something bad or good could happen. If you only believe good could happen, if you only have faith for good, what should we get? Good. Right? God says if your son asks you for bread, would you give him a stone? And he's trying to give us a picture of the Father. He's saying, no, you wouldn't give your kid a stone, and neither would I. I was talking to somebody today. He was asking me, he said, don't don't you think sometimes God uh, puts you through hardships to teach you something? I said, well, tell me this. Now, when you were young, did, did your dad turn the stove on, take you over to it, grab your hand, stick it on there, and say, that's hot, don't do that? No. He said, that's hot, don't touch it. That's good. That's good. If he would have took and put his hand on it, that's bad. Amen? And that's a bad father. Any father that does that, in this day and time, for sure, they're not going to have their kids very long, but they're most certainly not going to have the respect of their kids. God is a good God, and He's doing good things. And when we pray to Him, we should expect good things to happen. And when we pray corporately, we should expect corporately. Amen? We should expect on a corporate level because we're praying on a corporate level. We're praying as one. Let's let's look further at some scriptures here. I don't want I don't want to take all time talking because we want to pray tonight. Amen. Um, look at First John. Well, we'll go to First John five because that's I've already talked about that verse because we can have confidence when we know we're righteous. Amen. Uh, the, remember this religious tradition and the world will try to teach you that you're nobody you by the blood of Jesus are a born again child of the most high God not just the one that created the earth the one that created the universe and everything we don't know about beyond that the one that's always been here and always will be the first the last and and, and the best there's nothing else like Him. There was none before Him, and there will be none after Him. And you are not only His child, you have the very character of Him in you. Amen? You have the very character of God in you. And you can be confident that you're valuable. You're not unworthy. He made you righteous. And anything that tries to tell you different is of the devil. Right? You know, when, when Ramsey was young and she'd do something wrong, we would say, you've got the tendency to say, bad girl, don't do that. You know, she's little and you say, bad girl. And God checked me on that. He said, she's not a bad girl. She did a bad thing. Does not make her a bad girl. She's your girl. Amen? And, and in saying that, wait, she's my girl. No matter what she does, she's my girl. And she has the same ability in her that I have through Jesus. Amen? Amen. And when she got saved, she gained that ability even more so. And, but, but we don't, you know, God doesn't go to you you're a bad kid. No. Do you know God doesn't have any bad kids? Yes, right. right? He has kids doing some bad things. <laughs> but he doesn't have any bad kids. Do You know that as far away as the prodigal son got away from his father, he was still his father's son. His last name never changed when he was in the other country doing the stupid things. Right. Which is bad for that father because they probably knew his last name. <laughs> Imagine there were plenty of days my dad was embarrassed. <laughs> but we have a confidence and we have to hold fast. If we want, if we want the devil not involved in our prayer life in any way, then we never want to have a negative thought about the righteousness that we have in him. Amen. First uh, John 5:14, it says, "And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to His will, why would we ask according to his will? We are the, the righteousness of God in Christ. We know His will. We have his character. When something happens today in your life, you you know immediately through the Spirit of God what to do, what to say, and what not to do and what not to say. Now, what you do with that or what I do with that is up to us after that. Right? A lot of people say, I just got so mad I said this. That's not what God would have done. Right? God would have said the right thing at the right time, the right way, to get you a different place, at a different time, going a different way. Amen? And, and and we have that character in us. No matter what somebody hits you with, you have the very wisdom of God. You could say something so much, so much more wise than you are that you would amaze yourself. Has anybody ever done that? Somebody asks you a question, you come up with something, you're like, wow! <laughs> That couldn't possibly be me because I know I can't think that way. That was the Holy Spirit and Jesus in me doing the work. Amen. And, and it happens all the time when you're following him. And when you pray, when you pray according to his will, those things are happening. What, what's he saying? Your prayer life begins to pray things that you don't even, you, your head's not thinking anymore. Your prayer now coming out of your heart. And you're praying the very will of God. And you'll pray stuff for people, and some people get mad at you. You you know why? Because they didn't want the will of God. They wanted the will of who who they were. They wanted their prayer answered. Well, their prayer wasn't answerable because it wasn't according to the will of God. Right? You know, there's there's just certain things that God's not going to lose your soul in lieu of making you rich, for one thing. There's just things that He won't do. And he won't go contrary to his word. Right? That's why so many people haven't been healed by saying, Lord, if it be your will, heal them. That's an unanswerable prayer. Right? (laughs) Unless you truly knew the will of God. Then you can say, Lord, it be your will. Heal them. Amen? But, But once you put an if in there, you put a doubt. You can't pray in doubt. You can pray in faith. The righteous... The, what's it say? The just shall live by faith. The other word for just is righteous. The righteous shall live by faith. In other words, the righteous will answer by faith. The, the righteous will pray by faith. The righteous will do things by faith. Amen? And so when somebody's asking you something, or if they ask you to pray about a situation, you know, you're first saying, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. Well, you, you, can, you can pray for them, but you need to know more. Right? You need to know a little bit more, or else you just need to say, "Lord, have mercy on them." Whatever that situation needs, we ask that you get that, get in that situation, and there'll be a lot of those things you'll have to do. But there, there will come a time where God will give you specific direction. Remember, Brother Moore telling that story about the couple that that came up and they were having marriage trouble. Well, he didn't know they were having marriage trouble. They brought their kid up to be prayed for, right? And if I tell the story wrong, I'll get corrected later, and that's okay. All right. But God stopped him because the prayer needed to be for them because they were they were fight, they had trouble in their house, which was causing the issue, right? But then his whole prayer changed. Well, he could have prayed for that kid till the sun till the, till the cows went home, right? But where the prayer needed to happen was for the parents, and they needed to get it together. Amen. And so, you know, the, the thing is, is God can give us Word of Knowledge. He can give us Word of Wisdom. He can give us things through the Spirit in prayer and for prayer. And, and those, those things are important. And, and, and He also just gives us the Holy Spirit, right? When you don't know what to pray. That's one, of our, that's one of our big weaknesses, right, according to Romans 8. We don't know what to pray. So what's He say? The Holy Ghost will do it. The Holy Spirit... We'll, we'll pray for you. Amen? So we begin to pray in the Spirit, trusting God that we're praying beyond our own knowledge, beyond our own heart and our, head, our own head, I mean. But that's the, that's the God we serve. That's the prayer He's looking for. He's looking for people who will believe in prayer beyond their own knowledge. Amen? Because they trust in God. You don't know what's going to happen when you open the door to God. Because you just open the door to more power than you've ever seen. Amen. Amen. That's why he said, I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you can ask. That means you prayed about it. And he's saying, I can do more than you prayed for. I can do more. I'm able to do more than that and above that. Why? Because he's a good God And, and you might open the door, but he may do a whole bunch of things before he gets done. We've had testimonies of people that were believing for healing in one part of their body and they gave us testimonies and said, God just did an overhaul on me head to toe. I just feel better altogether. Right? They, all they were asking for was this. God's so good, He just can't quit giving. You open the door to Him and, and man, He'll come right on in. Thank you, Lord. People and, and people of God, righteous people, ought to be quick to pray. Quick to pray. Look at... Uh, Look at, uh, just real quick, Philippians 4. If you believe you're the righteousness of God and you believe in prayer, if you believe that God uses prayer to help people, to fix people, to, to change situations and circumstances, then we should never sit around and say, I wonder if I should pray. Maybe I should pray. Well, I've got that credit card. Or I could pray. Right? Right? Well, you know, sickness is just part of life, or I could pray, right? Well, I need to worry about this a while longer, right? I mean, you can't just pray and then forget about it, right? I guess that's wrong. Philippians 4 right here says, be careful for nothing. What's he saying? Don't worry about anything. Don't spend a bunch of your thought life with these things. Right? That's what he's, li- he's literally saying. I don't want you to spend a bunch of thought life on this, but, by, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, right? you can't forget thanksgiving. It's part of prayer. It's like you have cake and ice cream with a glass of milk. Right? Yeah. You get, you get the whole thing. And, and you know what? Thanksgiving is a very important part of prayer. But all these are parts of prayer. And he's saying, don't, don't, be, don't spend a bunch of time thinking about these things, wondering how you're going to figure it out, how, how it's going to work out, whether God does this. You have people who pray, and then they say, well, now, how's God going to do that? No, see, you're not being careful for nothing. You don't need to know how God's going to do it. You need to trust that he will. Yeah. I never one time had Ramsey come to me and say, Dad, how are you going to get food tonight? I'm concerned that we're not going to eat. And and I'm also a little concerned that when I get older, I'm not going to be able to go to college, and 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 I, I don't know if I'll be able to shop all I want. She never did any of that. She just acted like it always happened. God would like that if we just did that. Just act like it will always happen. Why? He's a good father doing good things. And if you pray and ask Him, you just should expect good things to begin happening in your life. If this wasn't happening and you prayed and asked according to His will, it should start happening. And if it doesn't, you shouldn't say, well, I guess that didn't work. Prayer, it always works. Every time God's invited in, He comes. Right? It doesn't say, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if you open the door, I'll look inside and decide whether I want to come in or not. He doesn't say that, does He? He said, I'll come in. I'll come in and I'll eat with you. God's big on eating with you. I like that. I'm going to have him over. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's look at Acts 12. Let's look at at a couple of uh, instances of corporate prayer. where, Where more than one person prayed. When more than one person's praying... The, the most important thing I've found in here is that they prayed with one voice. It, it says over and over again that they lifted up their voice. It doesn't say they lifted up their voice as; it says they lifted up their voice, and and which means that these people had a heart that was that was like, Amen. They had a heart and 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 a, and, and a thought a thought process that all thought the same way, which means first of all they thought that God was good. Because if if any of them thought that God was bad, their prayer wouldn't have worked. Right? God would have just took the ones that were in agreement. It does say later in one of these that the multitude of them that believed were as one. It doesn't say all of them that believed were as one. It said the multitude of them. So, you know, like today's church, not this church, because tonight we're going to pray as one. Amen? How many believe that Week of Increase is a God-ordained meeting that God told Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore to have every year the first week of October? Amen? Then if we believe that, we can pray according to God's will for good things to happen in that meeting, for us to have everything we need to to do the things we need to make it good for, for the right people. We can pray. And I know we've had some prayer about it on Wednesday nights. But you know what? we got more people here now. Amen? And with one accord, we'll we'll lift up our voice. Uh, Acts 12. Did I say to go to Acts 12? This uh, Peter, he was out doing some stuff that God told him to do. And, of course, religious people don't like that. He got thrown in jail. Right? Got thrown in jail. In verse uh, 5, it says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but... But what? Somebody was coming to get him? No? But God was on the case. You know, a lot of people would like to just skip the prayer part. But the prayer part is why God was on the case. Amen? You know, so many people, they say, well, God's good. He knows what you need. He'll just take care of it. He will take care of it in love because He knows you need to ask. Because why? Faith asks. That's what faith does. It asks why, because it knows you have it, right? He's not asking to guess if you have it, right? If you're saying, "Lord, I wonder if you could do this," then you're not in faith, right? You got to pray according to His will, which means you got to know His will. Amen. His will's in His book. There's word over and over again. His will is there, so we can we can we can pray according to His will, but. But it doesn't, it says the very next verse, he was in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing. People say, well, how could you do that? Don't you have jobs? You? you can pray all the time. My mom did it. She did, she prayed all the time. You go, you go up and say, and she'd, she'd get a sentence in, then she'd go back to praying. But, but she also was always on the ready to pray. You understand that? In other words, she could go along and be meditating on the Word, be meditating on things God did, maybe still doing her job, but all of a sudden get something in her spirit. Okay, I'll pray about that. And she starts praying. And, and, and this, in this case, the church was praying without ceasing, not just the people at the church, the church. Yeah. Now, if you look at the whole story, if you look later, it wasn't that they were all in one place. Because when Peter showed up at the house, he finally showed up, at, it said many of them that were praying were at this house. Not all of them. So there were people praying at many different places, but they were still all praying together. How do we know that? Peter got out of jail. Amen. It says it says the same night Peter was sleeping, it says, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for Peter. Right? And it doesn't tell it doesn't say what they were praying. And you know a lot of people are always wondering what people prayed. To get something to happen from their heart, from their heart. That that's what they prayed to get something to happen. It wasn't their words; it was where their words came from. Yeah, amen. amen? Yeah, right. it, it's really important to note that because so many times I was in a, a classroom one time uh, helping in a Bible study, and the the ladies, uh, the guy's wife, that uh, the leader of that particular class. His wife was pregnant, and she was having a bad pregnancy. It was a really bad time. And they said, hey, let's just get down on our knees and pray for her. And, and there was it's a small class. It was only like seven to ten people, I think. And so they started crosswise to me, right next to me, going this way. So I was going to be the last person to pray. And first person, man, good prayer, you know, a lot of word. Seemed good, a little religious, but there it was. God said, "Don't agree with that." So in my spirit, He said, "Don't agree with that." Go, goes around the circle, and more. And they're praying, and it's not that they're not praying; they're praying what they know, but they're not praying their heart. And God's saying, each one, each time, He's saying, "Don't agree with that. Don't agree with that." And then it stops at this one guy, and 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 He says, "God." I don't know what to do, but I know you're good. Help her. And God said, agree with that. And that's what I agreed with. And I didn't pray a big long prayer after that. And she got help. What what did he do? He prayed to the light he had. And he prayed from his heart. It wasn't the big long prayer with the big words. It was, I know you're good. Please help her. That, that's a prayer God can answer every time. I know you're good. My goodness, you just called Him God. That's who He is. You called Him Father. Please help her. And He helped her. And it, it's, it's, and, and actually, they had a baby, if I recall. And yeah, they, yeah that, that, that happened. Amen? But, but that was still corporate prayer. But there was one prayer to agree with. When, when we pray, let's pray from our heart, because that's where love is. That's where faith is. That's where hope is. That's where those three are. And that's the three that get results. Amen? When you pray out of love in faith with hope, you will get results every time. Every time. It it is an impossibility not to. Amen? All right, go to Acts 4. Go to Acts 4. And after we read Acts 4, maybe, we'll see. We're going to do some praying. Amen. How many of you are getting faith to pray? God's good, and he wants us to pray, but he, he doesn't just want us to mouth the words. He wants us to pray in faith, to speak the desired end results, to ask for things that we, we know he would want to see happen, right? So many people are asking for things they know they would want to see happen. God wants you to ask for things you know he would want to see happen, and he's way gooder than you. Amen? So there's nothing he would want to see happen that you wouldn't want to see happen. Amen? He wants to see things happen that we are going to ooh and awe at when we see them happen. Amen? Because that's just how good he is. Did I say go to Acts 4? Good. That's where I meant to say. I'm right on this now. I'm out there. Acts 4 and verse 23. This is where Peter and John healed the guy. They had a big uproar. You know, you just can't go around healing people in the name of Jesus. Religion doesn't like... You know, one good way to know if you're doing the right thing? If religious people get upset. If it it upsets... Even if it upsets your theology, you need to really check it and see if you're not just doing the right thing. Right? Because your theology may be religious tradition and you just don't know it. Hmm? Yeah, even though you go to Faith Life Church, you probably got some religious tradition in you. Yeah, yeah. I'd say there. God's God's working on us all the time, right? I, I'm going to let him because I don't like religious tradition because it keeps people out, and and I, and I don't want to see people kept out. And so they made them mad. And they yelled at him. Said, "Hey, do not teach." in that name anymore. Of course they said we can't do that. <laughs> right? Now we got a lot of people that use that scripture to not do what not do what they say well God didn't tell me to do that so I'm going to do whatever I want in the church. God put a head over the church. Yes. Right? <laughs> and and if you override the head over the church even if the I'm not going to say that. Here we go see being led right there yeah there was something that didn't need to be said would wouldn't have helped us pray we're talking about prayer tonight we want help praying amen we want to pray in faith we want to open the door so wide that god can fit in every bit of his goodness amen we want those doors so wide that when people walk in the anointing heals them when they walk in That's strong anointing. You know, when people walk down the street, when Peter walked down, and there's his shadow, and they push somebody over in it, and they stand up. That's anointing. Amen? That's the kind of stuff. People look at that. We read that like it can't happen. That can happen. Tonight even. But most certainly at week of increase. Amen? God could do something at week of increase that changed the world, even if we didn't ever know it until we got to heaven. Would you care? If God did something to change the world but didn't let you know until you got to heaven, would you still be okay with that? Because He can do those kind of things. Amen? You reckon that the evangelist that led Billy Graham to the Lord that night thought, he's going to witness to millions... And they're going to be saved. He didn't think that. He thought, here's a kid coming up to get saved. God can do big things. Amen? Glory to God. And being let go, verse 23. They let them go. That's a big mistake, wasn't it? Let them go. Why? What are they going to do? First of all, they're going back to their own people. And then they're going to rejoice. Amen? That, that says they went back to their own company. And they reported everything that the chief, chief priests and elders had said unto them. And these are people that are hooked with Peter and John. Now you've got to remember the church is pretty young, so these aren't a bunch of aged elderly Christians. Right? This is only chapter 4. Right? We read that in what, 10, 15 minutes? They might not have got saved just yesterday. We don't know how long they've been saved. Right? But the minute they heard this, they went, when they heard it, they immediately lifted up their voice, one voice, all in one accord. In other words, they began to speak to God with one voice, one heart. Not just a mouth, a heart. And they all had the same heart. In other words, not only... Are Peter and John not going to quit preaching the gospel? We're going to pray for them that they preach it even bigger and that we preach it with them. Amen. They say in one accord, they said, Lord, you are God. You're God. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them. You made it. Not them. Not them, not these people that are saying these things. They don't know you. This is who you are. You're the God that did all these good things. Verse 25. Who by the mouth of your servant David has said, Why do the heathen rage and why do people imagine vain things? Now they're, they're quoting scripture. What are they doing? They're praying scripture. They're praying scripture. Go ahead in verse 26. The kings of the earth stood up and, get, and were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. What, what are they doing? They're, they're saying, this is what looks like. You know, when we pray for our nation, we can say about what it looks like, but we go on from there. Right? If you watch the news, don't end your night with that. End your night with some prayer. Yeah. Say, Lord, I saw all the heathen raging, but we know you're good. We know this is a godly nation. Why? Because we're in it. Glory to God. And as long as we're in it, it will be godly. And while we're in it, we are going to believe better than what they say. We're going to pray for our leaders. We're going to believe better things of them. We're going to ask you to be involved. Amen? Amen. And they're saying that these people are gathered against you and against the Christ. Verse 27. For of a truth against Jesus, but not they're, they're, they are. What are they saying? They're saying everything they're doing is not something that pleases you. Everything they're about, they're trying. What they told our leaders is, we don't want you to teach in the name of Jesus. We don't care if you teach. In other words, you can be as fruit, fruitless as we are but we don't want you to be fruitful. Right? That's exactly what they said. And and that's what they're saying. They're saying, these people came against the Christ and against Jesus. Everything in us that bears fruit, they're coming against. Go to verse 28. Go to verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, And grant unto thy servants... Who are they praying for? The whole church. The whole body is praying together for God to move within the church. That's what we're going to be praying for tonight. We're praying the whole church for God to move through the whole church. Amen? Not not only to move through us in a spiritual way, but to help us in all the natural things that need to be done. Amen? Everything... Every part, and that's what they're saying. They're saying they're saying, "Grant unto your servants that with all boldness we may speak the word." They're wanting to—they're wanting with—they're wanting to do exactly what they just told them they couldn't do, yeah. right? And, but they're praying it as one. The key to this prayer—I'm not—we're we're praying about a different situation. We don't have people coming against us. Thank God, we're in a nation. Our meeting is free to have. Glory to God. And so, since we have that freedom to have it, let's have a good one. Right. Amen. Let's not just have a meeting. Let's have a meeting where good things happen. Let's have a meeting, just what's the next verse that they're going to, where God stretches forth His hand to heal people and, and that signs and wonders are done in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ. We want a meeting just like that. And it takes everything that we pray about to make that happen. And, and, and that's when you don't want your mind wandering off you don't want, you don't want to go a different direction you don't want to say well, I don't know that they really need that wonder, wonder why they need that Well, maybe they don't need that Lord what about this no let's pray as one and let's pray trusting the Holy Spirit amen, amen. we're going to pray for all the right things why because the Lord's going to help us they prayed for all the right things you know how you know it happened. Exactly. If you pray for something and it doesn't happen, you need to check. You're right. Don't check with God. That's what people normally do. They say, well, God, why didn't that happen? Don't check with God. Check your own heart. Right? A long time ago, I decided to quit checking with God when things went wrong. Unless I want to say, God, can you tell me what I did wrong? Right? You don't want to say, God, what, what verse didn't I get to? Right? Don't get spiritual with God because he's more spiritual than you. Right? Lord, I put a thou and a thee in there. I heard myself pray. It was good. Right? Forget that. Amen? Stretch forth your hand and heal. And that signs and wonders would be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. We want those things to happen. Amen? We want every good thing that the Lord would would desire to do in these meetings to happen. Amen? And as we pray tonight, that we'll pray for the natural things, we'll pray for the spiritual things, and we'll believe God is one with one voice. And we'll pray in the Spirit. And when we do, if you want to walk around, you want to get on your knees, you want to come to the altar... We'll pray in the Spirit. Let's do it. We're going to pray. Amen? If it's better for you to walk and pray, walk and pray. Just don't walk over anybody. Amen? But we're going to pray. And we're not going to pray just to say words. We're going to pray in faith with the words we believe. And we're going to invite God. And we're going to open the door for everything He would ever want to do. we got ministers coming. You know this whole section and many much of this section they'll be filled with ministers people that will take this word and this and this event they don't just take the word they take the event back to their church they take their that event to their mission field wherever they're from they take the event they do, they take the word that's preached they take the things that's happened they they take the hospitality and they take it back amen and, and it makes a difference glory to god you guys ready to pray? Yeah. Tell you what, I'm pumped up right now. Amen. I got that. That's what we got. We got to build our faith to pray for these things. Let's stand to our feet.